Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Hey Bayside, how are you? Have a seat, have a seat. Very good to see you. Um, I want to give a big shout out to your pastors, hey. I'm, I got adopted this morning as a Davy, which is pretty cool, hey. So, so I'm part of the family. So now I'm that uncle, you know, that crazy uncle that comes at Christmas time and throws people in the pool, does tricks on everyone, you know, breaks all the house rules, and it's heaps of fun, and the parents can't wait to get him out. The kids love him. <laughs> so, big thank you to your wonderful pastors. Hey, you, it's like, like they're amazing. Like, I know a lot of pastors, I work with a lot of pastors, but man, so good. So good. You're envious. You need to be, really love them. Bless them. Look after them. Whatever they say, you need to do it because it's like, um, I love you. <laughs> it's like, you know, to actually have pastors that love their people is a rare thing. You know, some people just put up with it because it's more about their call than their people. You know, and not, not it's to have the shepherd's heart is really what it's all about. And they really have a Joel anointing where they're, they're prophets with, you know, Joel was, a, Joel was a shepherd before he was a prophet. <laughs> That's a good thing, isn't it? That sort of gives you some good, that's good Bible college. <laughs> so I want to have some fun. I've got a big list of, a hit list here. I've got a download during the worship. Here we go. So I, I just want to share some, some things with you um, that I really, it's not, I'm not just going to share them to fill in some time. I really know that I'm actually going to release something over you. Wouldn't that be cool? Like I know, I know that's part of what God's called Susie and I to do is to like declare things over people and just watch it happen. Yes. Just see that unfold. One of the things I really want to say to you, and I was talking to, to, to Pastor Rosslyn today, even about your building, your building is coming to you. And I just wanted to say that publicly, like you can tape it, like Muzz says on what's this, the 26th of May, our building is coming to us. You don't have to pursue a building, your building is coming to it to you I've, I've, had, I've had that sense and it's interesting uh, I had a friend of mine when I went to South Africa I went to a church with great vibrant church like this and they were maxed out their building and he was really wondering what to do you know South Africa is, is prosperous but it's like crazy and then they rung me two years later after lockdown like hadn't heard from them after lockdown all, like if you thought we were crazy during Africa has been next level um, and he rang me and to like, can you do a video? Be like, it was like weird because he thought that I knew, you know how you get so excited. You think you've told people and you haven't told them anything, you know, you're just excited. And he, and, and Jared rang me to say that, guess what? You won't believe it. You know how you said the church was coming to us, uh, a Dutch reform church in the city that he's in at Bronkokkersturk or whatever they call it, and, you know, <laughs> some German name in an African country, it's like so random, go them a 450-seater church. No, yeah, with a school 
and an auditorium that you can play, that have two basketball courts. That's how big the thing is. You know, with facilities parking the whole thing gated, which you've got to have in South Africa. Like the whole thing just got, you know what, maybe we should just give this to you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so your church is coming to you. Not the way you think. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, I, I don't, I'll, yeah, I just think it's not going to be what you think. It's going to be way better. <laughs> it's going to be way better. Let me, let me say that. I want you to turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 9. Who? One day we'll get a church building, I hope, but in life, who knows? I reckon I'll work really hard, you know, get a really awesome building and some punk will get to use it. <laughs> God will send me, you know, we'll have to go somewhere. <laughs> that's okay, isn't it? If that's what you do. It says this in Hebrews chapter 9. We should really get this. He says, the tap in, because listen to me, it's like, do you understand that we're in a supernatural season? And it's only going to increase. It's a supernatural season. And like, we're just going to, you're going to all get used to just moving in the supernatural. Because it's like, you know, um, God's with us, God's on us, and God's in us. Woohoo. <laughs> Do you understand that? That God's with us for other people, God's on us for some other reason, God's in us for us. <laughs> I don't know why he's on us, he just likes it. But you understand that? There's like three dimensions of which you kind of operate in. And what God, and it's so good because in the Old Testament, like God saw that the, you know, people, other nations were to see that God was with Israel. That was the testimony that people would see that God is with these people. And so therefore we would want God to be with us. Is that true? That's why we exist as the children of God. So that someone, like a, we saw a lady, Karen, who came this morning, was all overwhelmed, been in church before, was kind of, Thought the talk was really good and she's crying. Talked her out there. I just thought she was just a person that no one's talking to. Anyway, I talked to her and she's like, I could just feel God. She didn't know how to explain it. She had someone pray with her at the beach yesterday. This lady did this thing. She did this beautiful thing for her. She witnessed to her and she prayed for her. But so people don't have the context for it. Do you understand? They, they don't know. You, you'll find out people, you'll meet Australians that don't know what prayer is. You understand that? You, 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 you. Like, we're in such a secular society. So when they see, all of a sudden people see that God is with these people. Yeah. And I want, and she was like, and when we were able to explain it, you don't have to be, you don't just, God just won't be with you, he'll be in you. Yeah. It's just like, do you want that? Amen. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. And, the, and, and, and so in Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 9, it says this, a tabernacle was set up. It's talking about the Old Testament in Hebrews. It says that the, old, the tabernacle was set up in the first room, there was the lampstand uh, and the table with the consecrated bread. And this was called the holy place. And, and behind the second curtain was a room called the most holy place. So, you know, it's given a description of what sort of like the Old Testament tabernacle. You know, there was an outer court. Remember Moses set that up? Yeah. And the pillar, you know, the Ten Commandments, all of that sort of stuff. The outer court, inner court, holy of holies. Kind of the same as what, a, what we are like. We have an outer court. Some of our tents are a bit worn. <laughs> Curtains need a bit of straining, you know. 
get the wrinkles out of the top. And <laughs> That's why, yeah, anyway, I won't say. I'm so bad, eh? But there's a reason why people put a ponytail in, I reckon, to sort of tighten everything up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> and uh, so we had an outer court, and then we have an inner court, which is like we would, in the theology of the three, three-fold man, we have an outer court, our, our body, our flesh, and then we have an inner court, our soul, our mind, will, emotions. And then we have our inner court, our spirit, our spirit, which has, like, has our consciousness, has our ability to have communion with God and has intuition. You know what you don't know. Is that true? And so it's kind of, it's, 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 he's unpacking this. And, and then he says, and behind the second court was a room called the most holy place in which there was a gold altar of incense and the gold covered ark of the covenant this ark contained the gold jar of manna Aaron's stuff that budded and the stone tablets of the covenant I just want to I want to drop three words over the top of you about God's God's divine the the gold jar of manna God's divine provision God has divine provision for you and it's provision for your vision. Pro the vision. Okay, don't get too excited. Hey. So in other words, you know, without vision, you're not going to have provision. Okay, you want provision, you have vision. Like you've got to have, and I, Pastor Ross will probably preach it, fix it, but you've got to have, you've got to have a purpose. And from purpose comes vision. From vision comes plan. And from that comes choices. So do you understand? But because, because you have this, it's quite amazing and I sort of jumped ahead, it's like, because, and it's an amazing thing, just like, I know this with God, it's like you have to sort of gather things. The manna arrived every day, didn't it? But you had to go and get it. And it didn't matter if you gathered too much, it would not be too much. And even if you gathered too little, it wouldn't be too little. Because the great, like I tried to explain this morning, like God has enough, he will always give you what you need to today. Are you hearing me? He just give you enough for what you have to do today. It was amazing. We renovated a, a building um, when I was back in In Life. We had no money. We had a building burned down. Press Jesus on my birthday. I thought everybody was ringing me to say happy birthday. And I'm like, no, nah, our building's burnt down. Amen. Isn't that exciting? So, so in that, but we just, so we had to quickly, you know, we had no money. We, everything burnt. Not that it was worth keeping anyway. You know, like, anyway, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we lost everything but a few different items. It was very interesting. None of the computers that had all the stuff that we needed perfectly survived. It was like, it was, it's weird what God does. And I think it was God. And so we had to move into this. We had to quickly move. It was like the most bizarre thing. I could tell you so many funny stories of how we... Oh, I can't. It was so weird. Anyway, okay, I've got a, I've got a green light to say that. So we were going to buy another building about three months before that. And we got gazumped by someone by $300,000. We are going to buy a picture theatre at the entrance. We are going to buy that. You've, who's been to that? Man, you're old. 
Anyway, we got gazumped on it. And this Greek, no, he was, he was a Lebanese Catholic who owned it. Aren't they awesome? Yeah. <laughs> if you Lebanese Catholic in here, amen. You need to make friends with those brothers. They're loaded. <laughs> anyway, they bought this thing. <laughs> anyway, and he's, he rings up and he goes, Pastor Mars, I'm so sorry. And he's in tears. And he's gone, you're like, honestly, I'm trying to do the best thing by my family. And these guys have offered me $300,000 more. And I said, um, Vince, take it. Take it. We love your family, not your building. And he burst into tears. And he goes, listen, I'll tithe the $30,000 off the three hundred dollars to you. Amen. So we had $30,000 we didn't know what to do with until our building burnt down. And then we moved into a building which is a furniture, which was a furniture factory, and all the all the fittings and everything were in it. It was owned by a, uh, anyway. It's long. All this beautiful, like all this like sawn planks, and it was. It, they said that the fit out was worth eighty five thousand dollars. We went to go and lease it, and they said we want. Well, I've got thirty thousand dollars for that, and they went okay. One of the tables we got priced was worth twenty eight thousand dollars. Divine provision and all we did we started we bought a pack of timber we had a big open space it was it was 11,000 square meters this building I know stupid you know and you do that with 80 people (laughs) and guess what we just we just would do something and then buy more stuff and then do something and buy nice more stuff and about $300,000 later we were set up with the most sexiest looking auditorium you'd ever seen. And I had no idea how we did it. It was bizarre. And as soon as we were in, the money stopped. It was bizarre. I got such a testimony, you know, about that. Like a bizarre. Like even, I don't want to carry on about too much because I want to give you a word. But probably someone needs to hear this. Right back when Susie and I were going to get married, um... The church that we were in at the time, Central Coast Christian Life Heaven, Pastor Kevin Bread, who's like my father-in-law, awesome guy, um, they were moving into a building, a hired building, and they needed to raise by, you know, fit it out. The Lord said to me, and I'm I'm 21, and the Lord says to me, buy all 650 chairs. Oh, wow. I'm loaded, see. <laughs> You can't, do you understand this? Because I had enough. We were getting married. Susie was not impressed, believe me. <laughs> but she has seen. So we buy all these chairs and even the board members, because I, I was like at that stage the biggest giver into that thing and they didn't believe the check was real. You know? And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, the Lord said to me to buy. Anyway, long short story. Long short story. We, we have to move in and we need chairs. And so someone rings me and goes, I must, do you need some chairs? We've got these, like, these spare chairs. We've got some chairs in our storeroom. In fact, we've got them in a the storeroom in, in a container in, in our car park. We opened the door and guess what was in there? My chairs. <laughs> and slowly they came back because they'd been used as, you know, over the years, they've been used for church plants and church extensions. And my chairs 
but by the end of that week, I had all 100, 650 chairs back in the auditorium. All we had to do was scrub them, and it was like, it's just like hilarious. So there's divine, let me tell you something. For what you, that's what I'm saying, what you have to do, that's why you, you need, come on. Are you getting it? You always have what you need to get done for your vision. That's why the children of Israel, the Lord wanted them to get to the promised land. So guess what? There was manna every day. Vroomf, vroomf, vroomf. You'll find for many of you, from now on, you put your hands in your pockets and whatever you need to do, whatever pill you had to pay, it might be the last all you have, but it will do it. Yeah. Do you understand? That's the way yeah. we do it because we have a walk of faith. Yes. You don't learn to work by faith, not by... Our, our security is in Him and we work... We don't... We don't operate because we're trying to get security. We've got security in our relationships or security in our church. Whatever you try to find security in any other thing but Jesus, Jesus is going to make sure it fails you. <laughs> That's why so many of you are anxious. And why can't I save money? And why can't I do that? Because Jesus is making sure you can't. And even if you do get it, you know, even if I know, I know people that have $15,000 you know, $15, in the thing. But then they, what God, and God's like, yeah, amen, because you will never touch that because that's your anchor. So it may as well not exist. And then you scribble and you freak out about the 500 sort of money. Do you know what I mean? That the real money that you use. And he makes sure that that gets used up all the time. It goes right up to that thing. And then one day he'll make sure that you get a $20,000 bill. (laughs) And you're going to need him. The next thing, is that cool? You getting my point? And man, there's scriptures. You can look at, you know, I want to get through this because I want to just, just write, if you're writing notes or you're recording this, Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, it talks about how his divine power has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. That all things, of course, you all know means all things. Okay, so he's already given you them. You have divine. The second thing, of course, is staff, Aaron's staff that budded, a divine calling, a divine provision and a divine calling. Oh, come on. And see, Aaron's, see, he had a staff that budded. You can see the story in Numbers chapter 17. And um, is, there was this competition because everybody thought, oh, we can do what you can do. We can hear from God. (laughs) Who, Who thinks you could do what I can do? Nah. Now I'm I like I know my space and I know my thing. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'll coach into you, but you'll never be me. That's not the idea. I think I'm an example that you could do it, absolutely, and that you don't have to be very gifted or very smart to do it. So you can do your call. That's what I'm saying. Amen? Are you hearing me? That's, that's what I kind of mean. I don't mean arrogant, but, but, but like, you, like you try and do what I'm doing, and it's like people, people my son went on a, one tour of duty with me and was like, oh my gosh, Dad, like this is hard. How do you do that? How do you say switched on with every person you're with, switched on? And it's like divine. I watch God switch me on with every individual that I meet. It's like I'm on. It just like can lock in, and God starts to talk to me, and they start downloading at me, and it's like it's God. You know, and you can't mimic it. And so there were some people who thought, oh, we could be like Aaron. We could be priests. We can do this. 
And the Lord, you know, we could be like you, Moses. And the Lord said, oh, okay, well, you all get your staffs, write your names of your families on those staffs and stick them in the ground and let's see what happens. <laughs> they come back the next day and, but Aaron's, it says that it, it had budded leaves, buds and was fruiting. Wow. Overnight. It, it was like, okay, can you do that? Let me tell you something, but let me tell you something. In your world, in your life, there is a budding rod. There is something that you do despite your stupidity that works every time. <laughs> that, you can, that you could stand on your head, we could wake you up out of a dead sleep and get you to do your thing and you can do it. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not talking about what you're good at. I'm not talking about your gifting. I'm not talking about, look, if you're really good at some things and you come to the Lord, I can do this, I can do that. He's gone, great. Now I'm going to get you to do that. <laughs> Who knows? That's the truth. Yeah. You know, you're going to go, oh, okay, that's good, but you're going to do that. I'm talking about your calling. I'm talking about the thing that is supernatural about your life, yeah. that if you pray for a certain thing, it happens. Or you go after a certain things, you can get it. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever, you speak over a thing and it comes to life. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. You know, like that, that you all have that. Yeah. And part of being discipled and part of being in the church is that help people help you and you get that revealed. Yeah. And then you do that. Yeah. If you look, you know, there's lots of scriptures around this, but if you go to, it says this, like even, even Paul said this to Timothy, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort, and with all long suffering and teaching. He says what? In season and out of season. You, you, Timothy, you can do this. Depressed, sad, burnt out. You'll be able to do this. You'll do this sick. You'll do this tired. You'll do this. You'll do this. And you'll do all aspects of the ministry. Because this is what you're called. And that's what Paul could constantly hit up Timothy about. Timothy, you're called. Stop whinging. Get on with it. You're called. And you can't avoid it. Try. You know, I've never asked for promotion. Like I'm the worst person. All I do is on my social media is promote. People don't know that I'm here on this weekend. People don't know. But I keep getting invitations every week. <laughs> and officer guys are going, oh, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it just... Find your call. Not your gifting, not your talent. That's a different thing. But your calling is what you can only do with Jesus with you. With the grace of God on you. And sometimes many of you, it's most of you, you know, come on, let's do this. Let's, what is that? Something you might have to do like, that's why you need fellowship. That's why you need to hang around people. They can actually say, you know what, you should be doing this. Like everybody, it's like someone asked me the day, how did I get started? I got started prophesying people at about probably 16 years of age in a connect group. Ross and I were talking about it, how, you know, you start praying for people and then it'd have this other umption about it. And I would know what to pray about and they hadn't told me what to pray about. And then like, they don't get emotional. And then at 17... My, my pastor asked me to stand up and do a 10-minute word on a Sunday night service. 
and it, and it came out. I was shocked. It just came out. You're like, it just came out. And then I always remember this. Whenever I, I remember Pastor Marilyn Brett, uh, who is just so Carl Lance, who's pretty famous now. She's Carl Lance's mother-in-law. Okay, so pretty awesome when you see how that family's been restored because of that mother-in-law. Let me tell you. So she says to me in a broad Scottish accent, she goes, "Murray." You're going to be a great preacher. Even then it prophesies over me. And I don't know how many countries now. I don't know how many meetings now. I don't know how many thousands of people I've had words over. And my website is like 15 years old. Not even upgraded. I'm thinking that's a stupid waste of time, eh? No, no real presence. If you, go, you can be my friend and you'll get encouraged. I'll have something for you every day. But there's, is there, is there, do you ever know where I am? I'm like the Holy Ghost. Man. <laughs> you have a divine call. Oh, man, I want to prophesy. Hey. So the third thing is this, the divine. So there's the divine. I'll see if I can do it like a proper preacher. Hey. So you have the divine provision, the divine calling, and then you have within your little golden box, that golden box, a wooden box covered with gold, humanity covered in glory. That's why you shine. That's why you're meant to carry, so people see the glory. In that box is your divine, that's what you carry, it's not out there, it's what you carry, it's what you release, you've got to get this. And the same as your call, it's not because someone's going to pray over you, if, if, if someone prays for you or have prophesied, they're only going to release what's already in you, what already sits in you, what God had already put in you before the very foundation of the earth. He had a, there's, there's, there's problems and things that you are the answer to, there's people praying that you will pray for them so that you can release the thing that you do. Come on. And you can do it whether you... It's amazing. Have you noticed that some people can do their calling even if they're backslidden? I've known evangelists that are backslidden. They still lead people to Jesus. I know people that are backslidden prophets, you know, caught in a... Like way away from God and they speak. They just... They can still declare the greatness and the goodness of God over people. It's bizarre. There's people that I know. I know this great young girl. Like she's complete. She's backslidden. She got barred on social media because she would be so rude to people and so everything. But you know what? She, I've never seen a more pastoral person in my entire life. She tries so hard to hate people, and then she can't help herself but help people and love people. And I call her Pastor Amy, and she nearly oh, she could just wring my neck. <laughs> Because, okay, but then there is divine revelation. In Ezekiel 36, 26, it says this, I will give you a new heart and I'll put a new spirit in you. And I'll take the heart of stone out of you, out of your flesh, and I'll give you, uh, sorry, 
I'll take the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. In Ephesians 3.14, it says this, For this reason I bow my knees. Oh, I love this scripture. If you don't underline your Bible, I don't know what you're doing with your Bible. Do you know what I mean? If you like your Bible nice and crisp and pristine, buy another one that you scribble over and leave that one for the Muslims when Jesus comes back, okay? <laughs> Am I okay, Ross? For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father, our Father, the Lord of the Lord Jesus, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Oh, that will preach. For he would that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you may be rooted and grounded in love. And listen to this, that you may be able to comprehend, to have divine revelation with all the saints that what is the width, the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, divine revelation. Like, I don't know, despite if all hell breaks loose, Jesus loves me. If no one loves me, Jesus loves me. Divine revelation. Even if everything doesn't look right, I know that, that I'm, I'm going to be great. Like Tim Keller says, you know, because we know that Jesus rose from the dead, we're fine. <laughs> Is that true? It's true. And that because, that because we know the love of Christ, which passes all understanding, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, man. Oh, that you may be filled. Divine revelation. You know more than what you know. You have access to the smartest being in the whole universe and whatever's beyond that. You, you can solve problems that you don't, aren't, aren't, qualified to solve like I had a testimony of a South African guy who got who had a dream of a math what do you call those uh, uh, mathematical equation that an algorithm yeah praise God there you go there's one of those people just asking you get an answer <laughs> come up with an algorithm which NASA was after they paid him I think it was 30 million dollars for that algorithm see Divine provision, wow. divine calling, <laughs> divine revelation. revelation. And you have, that's what you carry. Like, if whatever words, whatever happens next, because we're about to pull the trigger and who knows what's going to happen. But if anything, I just hope that. We've pulled the, we've kind of ripped the scab off and all opened up that box and you've gone, holy smoke. Do you mean I have this? Yes, if you're born again, you know Jesus. I mean, you're born again you, because you know Jesus. You're filled with the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues, raise the dead, cast out devils, lay hands on the sick. Is it anybody in here qualify? <laughs> or do we have to do that to you? 
Come on, is there anybody who's got a golden box? Who is a golden box? Who is carrying something? You could almost pray for me. Hey, can you see that? <laughs> Father, I pray that you just seal that in Jesus' name. Amen. And there's a good friend of mine always says, let the games begin. <laughs> this guy, this awesome brother here. Yeah, with a super smile and like, man, you're amazing. When I saw you up here, it's like you're just in the, like you're throwing Fisbees. Foom! <laughs> <laughs> and you're like whacking people, you know, like there is, this is your thing. Who believes that's his thing? See, this is like this is like your call. This is like your call. It's like a thing you can sing. That's a thing. but there's there's something more than that. You know, there's something more about what you're doing. It's like it's this ability to like almost take what your revelation is, what you're what you're seeing happening during worship, and hit people with it, like woof. You know, it's like funny, and they're all green. I don't know what that means. But it wasn't like you had multicolor ones. They were all green. Maybe you're wearing green. I don't know. Pick a color. You could probably throw, I'm going to put a pink one now, you know. But it's like there, you were just doing this. It was like, I'm pretty aware they were frisbees that they were almost, but the way they were fired was like from a, a what do you, you know, clay, clay pigeon shooting. You know, like, like, I duck. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that it unpacks that day. This great brother here, handsome and this is all your this is your girlfriend yeah oh good that's good <laughs> you don't know these days hey but this is all your fault this it's all yours amen this is what I saw and I do I do know you're in business Pastor Ross we, we spoke to you I do know you're in business and but this is what I saw this is what I saw because I need to make sure I saw you know those I saw, when I first saw I saw you stacking gold coins up, stacking them and literally falling out of the power of your hand as you stack them. So there's the ability to make money. But then it was really interesting and the Lord said to me, yeah, I'm, yeah she knows I'm talking to you, hey. <laughs> is, that, is that, you know, you know the, the chocolate money? <laughs> you know the chocolate money? The Lord says it's like this, he says, you're going to, you, wealth, and it's going to be sweet to you. It's going to be sweet to you. I remember there was a guy, I think he's from Queensland here, who was how to be happy though rich. And I think only believers can do that. Only believers can do that. And I think you're going to show people and heal a lot of people that have been mucked up by the ability to gain wealth. You're going to bring great healing and minister to that. And I can actually see you speaking to people and showing that there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear by money, but as long as it, because you could create it, but it doesn't muck with you. It's quite amazing. You've got such a great heart and a great ability to do that. And I can see you're going to, you're an example to others of how to grow wealth and how to create that and how to, but make it sweet. <laughs> you should go buy him some. Hey, darling. Some, if you see, uh, we all buy him some of that chocolate money. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then an insulin shot. <laughs> but you, darling, is listen, like you're, you've got a reach. Like, I mean, you have a reach, but you've, 
got to reach for some even higher things. And even what you think is unattainable to you, I could actually see angels lift you up so that you can reach your dream and all the things that you think that you desire and that you want. Okay, well, even what you want, the Lord is, it's different for the girls. Hey, you guys, hey, they, you always get what you want. He'll work his guts out and you're going to get what you want. That's good, isn't it? So he wants to really encourage your heart, darling, okay? You have divine provision because you actually have a divine call. You actually have a divine call and you have a great mercy gift. You have a great ability to just release kindness and release. And it's actually, you can change, you can change an atmosphere with that from unsettling fighting and like aggro, an aggro environment. You can shut that down and make people peaceful in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give her a clap. That's all pretty awesome. It's like this. It's like this. <laughs> Pastor Pete, I was, I, I, when I, all afternoon I had this word for you. And it's very simple. It's like, Pete, do you love, the Jesus is saying this, not me. Do you love me? That's all, he's, that's all you're going to need. All you're going to need is, do I love him? Boom. It'll be like this core. It's going to be the theme of your life. And it's going to be the theme of your call. And it's going to be, you're going to get divine revelation of that over and over and over again. It will literally, and you saw it here, like it came from you because you, you love him and you love your people. And it's just going to, revelation upon revelation upon revelation. You know, most of us who preach know that we really only have one message. And we figure out about 7,000 ways of preaching it. And the preachers say, amen? Yeah, amen. Yeah, you don't know that. I kind of let out a bit of a secret, yeah. <laughs> Everybody that's got white shoes on, stand your feet. Stand on them or in them. I saw that this is a, you know, it's quite funny, white shoes. <laughs> You've got white shoes here. I think you're going to get a real touch tonight, my friend. got white shoes. I didn't get the ugly, the opposite here. Is this, is that God's called you and God is really with your walk God is so with your walk you understand that when you look at feet and you look at that in the scriptures he says he he gives you the the he shows your feet with the preparation of the gospel and that white stands out of bringing the you all three all that there there is there is a righteousness that you're about to walk in like being right with God and that your walk and your direction is going to be right with God all the three maidens here the four the five maidens and you <laughs> no there's six maidens sorry that's, a, that's yeah that's yeah now I've got it seven they keep going is that God is with your walk you don't have to worry about it it's just God is with it and it's about the purity and it's about being set yourselves for the Lord and that you're set aside for God the same as Aaron he wasn't allowed to uh, by he wasn't allowed to own land he wasn't allowed to in, do any other if you like industry because he had a call yeah. and to not be sidetracked by the other things that you could put on the other directions that you could go but you have a divine call Jesus. you have a divine call and uh, father i just you know, like a, for each and every one of you yeah. you know it's kind of like that you know you've got a divine call man you can see it on you you know like you're gonna rescue people like, it's like, you know, you, you, 
It's almost like you've got a call to go into caves. You know, like you're not scared of the dark. Like you can go, you're not scared of that. You actually very, you don't really fear men at all. <laughs> I think I like the look of you, a lot of people fear you. <laughs> Are you Lebanese? No. You could pull it off, hey, you could rock it. You could do it. You what? Oh, you're Italian. Oh, sorry. That's, yeah, yeah. It's like, why are all the good-looking men from, from Europe, hey? <laughs> but, 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 oh, okay. You, you've just got a divine call. You've got to walk in it, okay? Amen. Sit down. <laughs> if you want another word from that, just uh, go see another prophet in this house, okay? It's, it's, it's good. Um, there's the, oh, this is funny. The, that grey Jesus here, Grey Jesus with the glasses. Stand up. With the, you got the cool jacket, man. You're rocking it. Yeah, Grey Jesus. <laughs> not, sorry, I didn't mean to. You know, it's all respect, but far out. Hey, so stand up, Jesus. <laughs> man, there's a gift of faith on your life. Like you wanted a word from me. I saw it and I think, man, this guy wants a word. You, you're here to get a word, hey. You're here to get a real download. Well, you've got the gift of faith. And you're about to fire that thing up. And like, you're going to be able to, you have mountain moving faith. Okay? You're no longer going to be the victim. You're no longer going to wait for things to happen. You're going to start to happen to things. You're going to start to happen to circumstances. And you're going to gain back everything that was taken from you. You're going to, you're going to be like David. You're going to go, God, am I meant to pursue this? And God is saying to you, you're meant to pursue. You're meant to pursue the dream. You're meant to pursue, oh man, woo. You're meant to discern the call. You're meant to pursue, okay, go. Don't let things, it's like stuff is going to come to Pastor Ross, but you're going to go after things like David. Like, like David, David went, he ran at Goliath. He didn't wait for Goliath to come to him. He took off. He was like, he's like an arrow. He was like a spear. And I see God doing that with you. You're, you're like you're kind and you're kind of... Passive is kind of like, you know what I mean? You're gentle and you're like Jesus. <laughs> but it's like, that's your personality. But God's going to use it in the absolute opposite way. And you're going to kick indoors. It's like, you're going to just go there. I can see like, and I've seen this a few times with different people. Like God is going to throw you like a spear at a door and you will break the door. Do you know, like you will like crash it. Like, you know, like you will like you. Like, it's amazing. Like, yeah, if you could get that, that, that staff, more like Moses you are. Let me say this. Moses is kind of like your archetype of what God you to do. Like, and you're like, really? Do you want me to really go? Yes, I want you to go to Egypt and I want you to rescue my people. You think, I'm not qualified. Great. That's why I'm sending you. <laughs> is that true? If you're good at anything in this room, God not going to use it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> because we're not of this world. Do you understand that? The world will tell you, oh, what you're good at, get really good at it. But let me tell you something. You call, you got to wind it right up, brother, okay? You and Moses. Read that. Read Exodus. Read Leviticus. All of it. Watch even the stuff. Even read some John Maxwell because John Maxwell's done a lot of stuff on Moses' leadership and how he had to get over stuttering. He had to get over his community. He had to get over so many things to get to where he is. And you're not too old. Do you understand that the best things... And I heard T.D. Jakes 
someone sent me this. T.D. Jakes, an old guy said to him, an old pastor said, you know what, mate, if you keep at what you're doing, after 65 is the most effective in your life. And I read a, I read a thing, for, many of you need to hear this, and maybe, I, I'm not saying that you're over 65, but you're a great Jesus, I'm just taking a cunt, hey. <laughs> <laughs> is that if, you, if you're still in your thing at 70, then it's ninja level. Wow. Do you know what I mean? In your 70s and you're still doing your thing, that's when we are at our most effective. Yes. Like, like some people that were critical to our planet, Winston Churchill, 70s. You know, you could say Trump, whatever. Uh, do you know what I mean? Oldest president, 70s. And still a threat. Pretty impressive, hey? Man, I'm not, like, I, I can't wait to be 70. If I could just turn 70. You know what I mean? And I just can't wait. Imagine how inappropriate I would be then. <laughs> because I'm 70 and now I'll just go, oh, he's old. <laughs> Bless you, Moses, eh? Give you a... <laughs> oh, my gosh. The three, these three guys here, the three wise men, the guitar player, cap, grey shirt, and the disciple. Young Jesus. <laughs> Middle-aged Jesus. Dad Jesus. Dad bod Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Is this, it's like in worship, I saw the Holy Spirit land on all three of you, like, like as a dove on you, to say that, you know what, you are, my, you are, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He's well pleased with you. And we talked about that. And I can see you're in the sweet spot, man. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Keep doing it because you're just growing and it's adding to you and it's adding to you. The, the habits and the things that you're putting in your life right now, it's just going to be, it's just going to create increase. It's going to create increase, okay? The habits and the, and the things and the vision and the desire and all those sort of things are starting to get in place and it's only going to create increase for you. Guy in the middle, it's like the three wise men or the three wise monkeys. See no evil, see no evil. <laughs> You should do it. Please do it for us and we'll take a photo. You're, okay, no. You speak here. No, he, your eyes. Yeah, he's not, he's not, which is not a very wise monkey, this one. <laughs> the other two have got to help that middle monkey. <laughs> is that, hey, brother, it's like you, you, you are getting downloads. Divine, divine revelation is coming to you of what to do. There's some choices ahead that you have to make and you've got to make the right one. Because it's not going to be based on your, what, your past. It's going to be based on your past or the pain or the hurt. You're going to make a decision exactly what God wants you. And you have confidence, perhaps for the first time ever, in a really big decision. Boom. That's good. Who? That's good. Amen. And you, mate, you're a great dad. And I've seen that before. But you're an amazing dad. And that's your thing. And you're meant to father. You're meant to father whoever you, you like. It's like you have a... Your superpower is your hug. You know what I mean? You just hug people. You like getting hugs and you like giving them out. Amen. That's a sweet spot. I don't know. Amen. And it's like, you just got to understand when people come into that, or like the new age is kind of called an aura. We would say, you know, you know, they come near Jesus, they get near Jesus and they get healed. It's quite an amazing thing. Like they take aprons off 
pole and put them on people and they get healed. You know, I, have a th- I have a theology, like I know what I said about the tabernacle, uh, 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 it goes inside. The Lord had a, and I had an argument about that. Because <laughs> he's going, yeah, kind of get that, but I don't. And he's like, do you really think that's how it works? Well, well it's in the Bible. He goes, yeah, I know. But what if your spirit, do you think your spirit's actually in this little box? Do you think I'm in a little box? Well, no, you're not in a little box, hey. Yeah, what if your spirit is actually outside you? What if it's kind of... That's how I kind of operate now. I'll give you a little secret. You wanted a secret? I'll give you a secret. When I stand up here, you see how I kind of quiet set myself? What I'm actually doing is I open up my heart and I expand it to fill this room. And I hold you all. So the whole, that's why you've been feeling so good. Because you're kind of getting a hug. Could you sit there and hug this whole room? You could, couldn't you? You know what I'm talking about? You do. Learn how to do that really powerfully. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, who here has actually stood behind a pulpit and preached? Stand your feet. Oh, wow, look at this. Come on, somebody. Have they all stood up, Ross? Has everybody stood up, Pete, that needs to stand up? Have a check it out. Youth, Matt. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's what I was wondering. That's, yeah, I thought. <laughs> Aren't they, anyway. All you guys, okay, they're all standing, they're all standing, all standing, all standing. You three standing, you three standing. <laughs> you are going to stand one day. <laughs> it's, um, well, let's just fire that up, hey. Even if you haven't done it for a long time. It's going to come back. Yeah. Coming back, hey. It's coming back. It's coming back. Good. It's there. But yours, oh, you've you, you got to wait. You've got another one for you. It's, it's going to happen, hey. It's going to be there. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay? Okay? This, it's, it's, you've got to learn how to use one of these. Okay? It's, it can't be weaponized. <laughs> Are you hearing me? It's a fountain of life. It's a, it's a vine of fruit. It's a life-giving message. It brings healing and wholeness and deliverance to people. And I pray that you get that what, however that works, that you get to stand behind one. I pray for some of you, you get to build one. A pulpit is a very amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. It's like I can feel the propheticness behind this one. I can feel the insight and I can feel authority behind this one. Something's built here. There's an apostolic thing here and a prophetic. Like it's just pretty easy to stand here. 
because something's raining down on it. <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, God's going to give you an expression. That's the word. God's going to give you expression for your calling. <laughs> Even for some of you, it might ever not be behind a pulpit again, but God's going to give you expression. That's the big thing. The expression needs to come out. And believe me now, I'm so glad we're alive now because the expression is so big now. You know, there's so many opportunities to have expression. Is that true? Especially with the online. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing what a coffee, like a cafe table, it's a pulpit. Amen? It's a good pulpit. It is. I thought it could be a pretty good. Pray, pray, pray. A pretty good pulpit. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> Here we go. All the people, and I, I was not going to say girls, but I will say everybody that has a ponytail. If you've got a ponytail then, stand your feet. That's why I was laughing for when I said ponytail, because if you've got a ponytail, you're up again. I don't know, what do you call that, Troy? That's like next level ponytail. Yeah, he's telling you, it's a pon- what is that? That's a ponytail. Man bun, yeah, amen. Is that a ponytail? I'm not a hairdresser, I wouldn't have the foggiest. Yeah, okay, you're in. I don't know. Some people don't know what a pony... I don't know. Okay, yeah, something. It's, it's amazing what you say, and people don't get it. A ponytail. Is that... <laughs> now, this is out there, okay? Do you know why... <laughs> Do you know why Hare Krishnas grow a plait? It's, <laughs> it's so that when their Hare Krishna rapture happens, Jesus, their Jesus, can grab them by the ponytail... <laughs> He did not know that. You need to hang around with more Hare Krishnas. Like. Yeah, that's what they do. If you want to upset a Hare Krishna, cut his ponytail off because then he can't get raptured. Uh, <laughs> you're right, man. But for all you guys, you're okay. Hold your ponytail up. There we go. Man, that, come on. Hold your ponytail up. Listen to it. Let me tell you. You got an antenna. You got an antenna. You got, you got, yeah, divine. I don't know, it feels stupid, hey. You know, you're not, but hey, I bless you for doing it. Yeah, darling. You got. You're gonna get divine download. You you connected. You connected, darling. Hey, you connected, and you're gonna get downloads. You're gonna you're gonna have divine ideas. Divine create. Oh my God. <laughs> Six of us could get raptured with you, Troy. Hey, we just grab a leg. <laughs> But 
the downloads are coming, you've got to always know. You got to, whenever you come into a situation, put your tenor up. Put your antenna up, darling. There's all sorts of insights. You're going to, you're going to get words of knowledge. You're going to get all sorts of stuff. Like, it's all sorts of amazing things. You're playing it down. Like, I could whack you sometimes because I see that. But you're playing it down. You're playing it safe. No more playing it safe, darling. Let's do some edgy things. Hey, that's why you're here to just, you think, oh, but come on. Come on. You play the drums for heaven's sakes, do you know? Like, that's crazy. That's a bit radical. That must have been a radical thing when you started doing that. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, let's punch that out a little bit hey not radical for radical sake but just follow the divine revelation come on Troy follow the divine revelation let's follow it let's follow the divine revelation let's get a download of what God's doing you know I'm by faith got my antenna up (laughs) sit down (laughs) who thinks you could do what I do you know I could do what I do Someone who go, who's got like a tickle in their throat? This might just be a quick little thing. Who's got like a tickle in your throat? Stand up, stand up, stop, quick, quick, quick. It's, it's, you know, and even if you've been a bit concerned about your voice, it's like this, it's there. There? Yeah, yeah, wow, I didn't know there'd be so many of you. Oh, darling, really? Oh, yeah, okay, they, yeah. So, Father, we just shut that thing down in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that, Lord, that even the pain of that, the concern of it, it's the flu, whatever, COVID, whatever, the whatever, whatever, if it's, if it's, nodes or whatever that thing is you know oh darn god's going to not just heal your throat he's going to heal so many things around your life he's going to heal so many things about it he, jesus loves you hey amen imagine if you had a ponytail <laughs> would that be cool that would be cool hey you're nearly there just maybe do go the whole hog hey but i tell you what you're there's there's protection around you healing around you and you watch, you're going you're gonna to see God heal people through you in Jesus' name. You can see that, hey, just do little sneakies, you know, little, you know, hand on someone or pray for them. You know what? I've had, I've had, okay, you, who's, who was, whose throat's good now? Have a check, swallow, see if it's good. Is it good? Is it good? Uh, uh, oh, man. Kate, is it good, bad? It's good. It'll be, yeah, I like that answer. Amen. Okay, let's give it. How's yours? Still? It's still sore? Yeah, it's just like. Oh, okay. Let's, we'll, we'll, like I hate half done job. Hey. <laughs> Father, let's just, just finish it in Jesus' name. Especially if it's really serious, God. I pray that, Lord, you just fix it in Jesus' name. And take the pain. Take all of that away in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. There's something about all of you, your voice, that God's going to use. There's something about your voice that God's going to use. There's something about your voice. Bro, there's something about your voice that God's going to use. There's something about your voice that God's going to use. It's almost like, you know, it's, it's like, this is what I'm seeing. It's like you're like an auctioneer. Like, you know how they can talk real fast? Why is that funny? Do you want to be an auctioneer? You can hear it. You can hear that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like that ability to think and speak real fast, real fast, real fast, real fast. And something's going to happen in your whole processes where you felt like you can't talk because you don't think you can process fast enough. From now on, you're going to be able to speak clearly and distinctly and not be muddled in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You have a silver tongue in Jesus' name. (laughs) I don't know if you want to pray for this or not, but who can't smell? 
You can't smell? Who else can't smell? You can't, you, you can't, what's that? A little can't smell. I don't know if I'd want to be healed of this. Stand up, stand up, sorry. If you, if you can't smell, just stand up. Or you Maybe you have... Okay. Two, three. Cool. Father, we pray. You, like, this is going to be a shock, eh? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, if you had little kids, you would thank Jesus that you couldn't. If you're a plumber, you'd thank Jesus that you... <laughs> But Father, I pray that you open up whatever that is, even the nerves, whatever's happened, it's like around the head or something, that Lord, I pray that right now that they'll be able to smell and their taste, all that's associated, that taste come back in Jesus' name. Can you smell? You don't know. I suppose you just have to find out. It won't take long in this room to find out whether you smell or not. You're right, Pastor Ross. I'm always worried I'm going to give you a heart attack. <laughs> Can't smell. He's fine? This is you. All right, here we go. If you've got three rings... Oh, sit down, guys. You're fine. We're not going to go too much. If you've got three rings on your left hand, you've got three rings, like, you know, like... Some of you got to look. Who's that? Three rings. You've got three rings. Three rings. I thought it might be all mainly girls, but who knows, guys, these days. There could be Jack Sparrow in here for all we know. <laughs> we kind of got. You've got three rings on your hands. Is that this, is that there is areas, there's a table set before you. There's a, ta- it's, there's a table set before you. And there's three, and there's three realms on that table that's set before you that God wants you to engage in. Are you hearing me? That God has set a table before you in the presence of your enemies and wants you, he wants you to partake of three, three realms in order to take over. And I wish I could give you the three realms each, but you, I think God's going to give you a download of what they are. Do you know, the, well, I could probably give you a, quite a hint of what they are, of like divine provision, divine calling and divine revelation let's start off with those hey but God's going to cause you to rule and reign in some areas in your life that you've never ruled in your life before even some places where there's been addictions even some places where there's been attacks of the enemy you know it's often where where we were the victim of something that God makes us the we have the day of vengeance You're going to be, so even, even if you were to think, what's the, yeah, it, you want to identify those three as what's the three worst things in your area, in your, sorry, in your life. You're going to rule over that in Jesus' name. So if, you know, if there's, if there's family breakup, you're going to rule over that. If there's mental illness, if there's any sort of illness, if there's poverty, if there's a lack of salvations, I don't know, pick, I don't know. But I'm trying to, you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. What they could be, darling? You know what they are? <laughs> One of them is family for you. 
Family is going to be, not just that it's been about, you're going to rule in family. You're going to, you're going to make, you're going to create families and family is going to be like a real thing for you. You're not failing at this, you're doing awesome at it. There's creativity and artisticness that has going to, you're going to rule over. And I see literacy. Literacy, you're going to do a book of some sort or some sort of manual, some sort of resource. You're going to step into that. Okay? The rest of you have to figure out yourself. <laughs> I'm just helping, okay? Have a seat. Have a seat. Is that cool? Are we all try- what time are we out of here? Oh, gosh. It's nearly t- oh, man. You must be hungry, hey? Okay, Matt, <laughs> is, is this, you know what, it, it, you may as well just paint half your face blue and go to war, hey. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, like Braveheart, that wasn't your movie, hey. Well, yeah, but, but, but it's kind of like that, and you know, like, they asked, and I saw this even this afternoon about you, it's like funny, you know, there's a scene in that movie where... Mel Gibson, you know, th- th- he's, he's talking to these other lords and he's going to go ride down and speak to the Englishman. And he, he goes, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to go, f- pick, I'm go pick a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what literally you're called. You're just going to go pick a fight. Even when there's not a fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, because there's the kingdom of, the kingdom is taken by violence. And I was laughing when you walked in. I thought, he spilled something on his coat. No, it's not. It's camo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just laughing. Thinking, oh, this is set up. He's even come in ready for combat. So you just got to know that, mate, that, you know, where there's a fight, that's where you need to be. And even if there's not one, you're about to start one. <laughs> you know? And I would really not, you know, it's going to be good, Matt, because hell is going to know your name. <laughs> Isn't that good to know? They're going to, I can see, it's going to be like the screw tapes. You're like, they're going to send out like an email to everybody. <laughs> like, oh, you see, you see Matt, uh, like, don't even, just don't engage. <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty cool, you know, because it's like, yeah, yeah, war. Come on. <laughs> That's cool, hey. That's not you, but. <laughs> Amen. Do you know that Jesus loves you? How much? Oh, man. I just want to do one more thing. Is that good? Is that cool? I want you to assume the position like this. Like I'm going to get dumped on. That's it. Like I'm just going to, Father, I'm just going to let you land on me. I'm just going to let you fill me up. Because this is, do you know that like right now is our most natural estate? 
This is most natural. To, to engage supernaturally with our Heavenly Father is our normal. It's not something to go, to, to have, you know, to like to work up or anything. You can do this anywhere. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Abide afresh in me. Fill me with your spirit. You know that song? Satisfy my need. Only you can make me whole. Give me strength and make me grow. Come Holy Spirit. I'm not singing it, hey? (laughs) Then it would turn into a healing service. But who can sing that? Who's got a voice? I don't know. Matt, who can sing that? Who knows that song? There you go. All afresh on me. Fill me with your power. Satisfy my The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.